Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today we're joined by Baptist of Chris. Chris only started in 2015, but right now they've got over 200,000 websites using their software. They've got over 5,000 customers. But the best thing is they're completely bootstrapped and they've only got 10 people working in the team. How does it do that? Baptist talks about how they're focused on the product to start with. They're focused on the first 10 users and they just kept making sure that the product was right for them. From there, the word of mouth just got them more and more users. Over time, it just worked. And so much so that they have not done any proper marketing yet, and they continue to grow. So there's a lot of value in this interview. But before, if you are listening to this on a podcast, please rate and review. And if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Hey, Baptiste, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, Chris, great product. I've been using that for a while as well. Uh, yeah, I know you've been around since uh, 2015. Yeah. You've got over 200,000 websites with your Chris code installed. And you were telling me you've got like something like 120 million visitors that visit those sites altogether. And then you've got 5,000 plus customers. And the best thing is you are bootstrapped and uh, you've only got 10 team members. So that's great. I yeah. would love to know who you are and uh, where you came from. Yeah, so um, we started Chris back uh, like uh, five years ago. So I founded Chris with uh, a friend. Uh, I was in engineering school. And back in the time, we did like several side projects. And we really felt that... Mm-hmm we were lacking like a good chat product for startups, like for small companies. Back in the times we had, uh, we, we already had chat software, but they were super expensive or uh, like um, super ugly, to be honest. So we wanted to combine uh, a very cost-effective solution to have a freemium model. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, have um, a super slick uh, user interface. So mm-hmm. we, w- we wanted to make Crisp look like uh, WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger and to get this uh, B2C experience and to bring that to uh, B2B customers. So what year was that when you started working on that? Uh, so yeah, we worked, we worked on that like five years ago, uh, and, um, we, we did that for a couple of months. So we worked on an MVP, uh, design, etc. So we really wanted to have something called uh, a minimum lovable product, uh, because nowadays most people do minimum viable products. Yeah, but, uh, they only understand the word minimum, and not yeah. um, and not viable products. And uh, so we made uh, 
a minimum lovable product to make something that people really love. So we had a private beta for like a few weeks. So we started to have 10 users and those 10 users we listened to their, their feedback. Like every day we chatted uh, using Crisp uh, to those uh, early customers and we implemented their feedback. We improved Crisp step-by-step. So uh, Baptist, uh, how did you get that private beta? How, how did you get those users to come and work with you? Uh, like easily to be honest uh, what we did is like we called emailed uh, companies like mm-hmm. hey man you have a website and you don't even have a, a, a live chat you should have a live chat we we are a new company uh-huh. we're gonna bring you our live chat for free just this crisp and let's go and, and how uh, many did you manage to get for the private beta oh like <laughs> to, to start a private beta, you only need like 10 companies. Uh-huh. You don't need so many companies. What you only need is few companies that will still use your product uh, a month later. You're right. But I think what I've noticed in my previous experience and by talking to other people is that you have a lot of people who would sign up, say 100, 200, maybe 1,000, but only yeah. a very small fraction would actually end up using the product. Did you notice that, where you got a bunch of people signed up but never used it, and then what really what we made is really really focused on those ten early customers. It was very important to to keep them um, during. Um, it was very important to keep them on the long term. And now, five years later, uh, we still have uh, those ten early customers. And why they're still with us is because we really made the product around them. And because it, they felt we were listening to them and because we, we made the product around them, they thought, okay, this product is great. I will talk about Crisp to other companies, etc. So we came with 10 users initially and then we had 20 30, 100, etc. And this so, way... Sorry, I'm just... Uh, I'm, apologies, I'm just cutting you. It's very yeah. interesting. You said you work with those 10 people very closely where you were chatting to them yeah. using your software, which is great. Yeah. Uh, those 10 companies, were they from the same segment, same sector, or they were just separate, you know, different companies? Naturally, we had e-commerce uh, websites, obviously, but we had SaaS software as well. Many mm-hmm. different kind of websites, but uh, in our own case, I guess the sector, the business sector, uh, doesn't matter uh, so much. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it depends about uh, what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Uh- yeah. yeah, because that, most of the business books uh, I've read and <laughs> I, I follow a lot of people and they always talk about refining your segment, having the real persona and really keep going deeper and deeper into that persona where you really have the perfect customer for yourself and then focus on that particular persona and then expand from there. Um, 
Did you notice that when you started working with the 10 people and you added 20, 30, 40, 50, you, ha- you started to build your ideal customer? N- not really. Uh, but we knew what, uh, what they liked in Crisp. And they liked Crisp because it was super easy to use. The mm-hmm. interface was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were super productive uh, when they were using Crisp. And right. it's exactly what they like. So uh, we, we improved Crisp uh, using this method. Right. So let's talk about when you first gave those 10 people your product and you added more people along the way. Yeah. How long before... The, uh, you know, after how long after working, the product was ready for prime time for like expanding into product hunt or something. So we launched Crisp in September, and uh, in November, so we launched in September with ten uh, ten companies, mm-hmm. and uh, in November we had around uh, five hundred comp- five hundred companies using the. Um, wow. Crisp already, and it was all organic. Like we didn't have uh, back in the times a, a blog uh, or something like that. It was yeah, pure organic. Wow, wow, that's really good, and that's very quick as well. From September to November, five hundred people. Then uh, one of our early users uh, featured us on Product Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, five years ago, Product Hunt was still a, a private um, system. So to yeah. feature a company on, to feature a product on Product Hunt, you need, you need to be uh, invited, etc., to be uh-huh. a, a part of the community. And this guy was really well uh, ranked on Product Hunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't warn us about that. And um, during a weekend, like we got featured on product hunt, the server started to be crazy, and uh, in, in f- like few days we went from uh, five hundred uh, users to like um, ten times more. So wow. from five hundred to five thousand. So uh, Baptiste, uh, so you gave it to ten people. In September, you launched in November. By that time, you had 500 people, 500 companies using your product. That's tremendous, tremendous growth. Even back in 2015, I would say this space was very, very competitive. First of all, well done for actually creating something that's so huge right now. But what was so special about the product at that point that caused 500 companies to join and start using your product? Many people think that the key to succeed a company, a startup especially, is acquisition. But the key is not uh, acquisition. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know the the growth-aching framework, which is called um, ARR framework, Mm -hmm. which is for uh, acquisition, activation, um, retention, revenue, and referral. And Mm -hmm. Most people think that acquisition is the most important thing, but it's not. What mm-hmm. really cares is retention. Uh, and because if you have retention, then you, get, you will have more traction because people talk. People talk a lot about your product. 
So mm-hmm. more you more you will retain customers, more you will activate customers, more you will have customers again and again and again. So you really need to work on onboarding. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, to do that, you need to have a good product. But the onboarding process is very important. It's very important that when someone sign, signs up to your solution, then the, the, the user starts using the, the product immediately. And to do that, you need to onboard the customer. Uh, it's very important to understand the, what we call the aha moment. The aha moment is the key uh, moment where uh, the user or your lead understands the value proposition of mm-hmm. all your system. For instance, when you go to Twitter, uh, the aha moment is going to be when you uh, do your first tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Tinder, for instance, it's going to be when you match uh, the first person. And on Crisp, it was when you install Crisp on uh, on a website. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was super important to make everything uh, to to work uh, the best as we could to make you install Crisp on your site. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was uh, like fifty percent of our job is to make to make you install Crisp on your on your site. Would you say and that? Traction gets uh, easier. Would you say it was purely word of mouth? You went from ten customers to ten users to five hundred users within two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. really, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you obviously created a great product. So what happened after you got five x customers, ten x customers after you launched on that product hunt? What happened? So what I was saying initially is when you work with ten users and you make sure to have a good product around them, if you go to 10 to 500, like you have something, you have something which is called the product market fit. It means that your product is made for the right target. Mm -hmm. And if you continue this way, if you attract more people, Mm -hmm. you will continue the growth uh, even more. So Mm -hmm. when we had the, the... 5,000 uh, users from Product Hunt, mm-hmm. it went uh, even more. Uh, the, the growth increased even more. So I was, I, was, I was watching one of your, I was reading, like, not sorry, listening to one of your interviews, and one thing you said that was incredible was that you guys are still not doing any f- proper marketing. It's all organic and word of mouth still. And given the fact that you had, you'd launched in, 2015, and from there, you've got over 200,000 websites using a product and you've got over 5,000 customers. Let's talk about that. How did you manage to get so many customers over and over again without any proper marketing? Uh, So now I can say we do have the marketing uh, team, Uh uh, but uh, it's pretty new uh, to us. Like We started to have uh, people working at Marketing with Chris like a year ago. So mm-hmm. during four, four years, we didn't have any marketing team. And uh, I was doing the job. Uh, okay. Uh, I was doing the marketing job. Uh, so on Crisp, what we did is 
we worked a lot on customer support because when uh, when people um, treat customer support, it's very important to solve them. Uh, and nowadays, the new marketing is really the customer support. The customer support is uh, the new way to um, fidelize uh, your uh, users, to make them uh, still use your product uh, mm-hmm. in two or three years. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we worked on uh, customer support uh, driven development. Mm-hmm. It's a fancy name, but the idea is to make everything uh, you can so people don't contact you on the customer support. The best okay. customer support is when people don't have, uh, don't need support, when people don't have any problem. Okay. So, uh, what we did is everybody at Crisp, even developers, even people now from the marketing team, do customer support. It's very important because uh, when everybody um, talks to customers, everybody feels the pain uh, mm-hmm. because when customers are complaining about stuff, you really mm-hmm. want, uh, as a human, to solve, to solve that. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't be possible if you have different teams doing support, development, and marketing. Because if you have different teams doing that, the the customer uh, support team uh, will um, will solve the problem by talking to customers, but the developers won't solve the bug because they don't even know uh, the bugs are uh, are there. So when we make sure that developers uh, talk to customers, uh, developers. uh, really change the way they code. They code uh, by having in mind that if I do this the bad way, uh, people will complain. Uh, mm-hmm. People will uh, talk to the to the customer support, mm-hmm. and uh, it's gonna cost us a lot of time, money, and uh, reputation as well. So, give me one specific example where you were getting similar kind of complaints and then you resolved it by developing around it, making sure that you just resolve the problem. Uh, For instance, WordPress. Uh, As I explained before, uh, onboarding is very important. And Mm -hmm. nowadays, we still have around uh, still 50% of websites or 60 maybe Mm -hmm. all made with WordPress. Mm -hmm. So in our position, it's, it's super important that installing Crisp with WordPress, uh, it's very important that it's easy uh, to install Crisp with uh, WordPress. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the times, it wasn't so easy. Like you needed to copy paste uh, uh, your widget code and to paste it in your WordPress um, plugin, essentially. And uh, people were complaining about that because even if it was uh, copy-pasting, it's easy to copy-paste, but people who don't understand what HTML is, et cetera, uh, Mm -hmm. can have some troubles doing that. So uh, we really changed 
the complete way uh, to install Crisp with WordPress, and we made it in one click. Basically, you click on uh, Install Crisp uh, on WordPress, and Crisp is uh, installed. Period. Wow. Yeah. Now, when you do that, users are happy. They don't have any issue anymore, so they don't contact uh, the customer support. So every day, uh, we have people having bugs, etc., and we really, really make sure to solve the bugs immediately. This way, um, uh, we reduce uh, the um, the customer support uh, request because when a user uh, complains, maybe you can have. 10 times more or 20 times more people having the same uh, issue. So it's super important to uh, solve uh, issue by um, improving uh, the product and solving bugs. Yeah. Right. I think it's great. I think I agree with that where the whole team basically works on customer success yeah. and makes sure the customer is happy. But the question that comes to my mind is that you've got 200,000 plus websites using your application, that must mean a lot of people just uh, sending out messages, any complaints yeah. or queries and stuff. That probably results in a lot of time uh, each developer, each team member that has to you know, spend on, the, on, the, on that. Does that not really uh, impact it? Not really. Uh, because since we started Cruise, uh, obviously, uh, we have many more chat requests than we, we used to have uh, at the beginning. It's, it's obvious. But using this method to optimize uh, everyday uh, stuff, uh, it tends to be uh, flat or flattish. So uh, uh, we don't, like, if we have two times more users, we won't have two times more uh, customer support requests because really, really make sure to optimize stuff in the way that uh, like people just don't uh, have issues. So people then don't contact us at all. And how much of uh, your developer's time goes into just uh, catching up with the customers per day? Um, catching bugs is the most important thing. Uh, it's it's we prioritize this over the rest. Mm -hmm. uh, at first, we prefer to uh, have the perfect product and the perfect user experience rather than uh, adding stuff uh, every time. Because okay. when you when you add new stuff every time, you will um, make your product more complex. Uh, more uh, difficult to use, you will add more bugs as well. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, and we don't like that. Uh, we prefer to uh, optimize everything and to make the user experience uh, perfect. Mm -hmm. And then we add new stuff. But uh, it's it's important to us to to that to do that in the right uh, order. Right. Let's go back. I mean, uh, from 2015, from 5,000 users to 200,000, that's a huge jump. Um, you said word of mouth has been the main yeah. growth channel for you. What else has worked for you? Any integrations, any other things you did, any PR? So initially, uh, Chris was a very simple chat software. And uh, 
people were uh, requesting more features, mm -hmm. uh, many features. Uh, and what we did is we stacked um, all the requests and we thought, okay, what could be crisp version two? Mm -hmm. And uh, we worked uh, during six months on uh, a very big release mm -hmm. when uh, we changed almost uh, everything. The website, the user interface, so the, yeah, the product, the core product, and we added many new stuff. So we added uh, many integrations. We allowed uh, users or customers to connect with other tools such as Facebook Messenger, Twitter, uh, emails, SMS. This way, um, we wanted to allow our companies to um, use only Crisp to only use Crisp to handle all their to handle all their customer support channels. Mm -hmm. So no matter if uh, you contact uh, us from Facebook, Twitter, um, email, you handle all the requests uh, from Crisp. And uh, we added many other features, such as a, a CRM, a built-in uh, CRM uh, feature on Crisp. This way, when you talk to customers, you already know who they are. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. Uh, it was called uh, Crisp 2. We changed the pricing model as well by mm -hmm. releasing uh, a plan called uh, Crisp Unlimited. Mm -hmm. We were at, um, the first company in the SaaS market to build an unlimited plan. It means that no matter how many chats you send, how many leads you have, uh, how many uh, agents, you, teammates you have on, on Crisp, mm -hmm. no matter uh, about those numbers, you will pay the same price. It's mm -hmm. $25 uh, per month. And we were, uh, back in the time, the first company uh, doing that. Now, uh, some other SaaS companies um, are doing the same, uh, the same um, pricing model. But mm -hmm. when we released that, uh, we did uh, a new uh, product hunt. Uh, so we released the Crest 2 on product hunt. And it was a huge uh, success. I mean, um, mm -hmm. we doubled the revenues. We doubled uh, the customers. We doubled everything. Uh, the growth as well, just by changing the product, the branding, pricing model, and because we really uh, implemented uh, what our users wanted to, to have. Wow. And uh, it worked uh, great. But this way, uh, we, we handled our product and um, launch ourselves. I mean... We featured all. Uh, we featured us uh, on sales uh, on product hunt. So and how many how many leads did you generate from that particular launch? Uh, on this launch, probably like uh, um, ten to twenty k uh, users, something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, many more than the first one. Wow! So a lot of a lot of SaaS companies they go down this route where they do. A launch on Product Hunt, and eventually they do another launch on AppSumo as well, where they look to get some cash injection. Uh, did you think about going down that road? No, we didn't do uh, AppSumo because uh, they contacted us about that. 
but we don't want to uh, discount our products uh, so much. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, destroying value, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We already have a good pricing, a super good pricing. Uh, we do have a, a free model. Uh, we have a, a free plan as well. And we don't want to uh, to cut price uh, uh, as much as uh, they requested. And overall, uh, AppSumo is taking around uh, 70% of uh, all the sales. And mm-hmm. sorry, but no way. Uh, <laughs> you don't take uh, 70 or 80% uh, percent of all sales. No way. So uh, we... When I knew that, I, I, I told them, I told them uh, okay, we, we will stop the deal and we won't do that. Sorry. Great. So, uh, Baptist, one more question came to my mind. And then you said something earlier, which I think is great. But you said that we focus on not building too many features. And obviously, you get a lot of requests for features, but you don't really, you want to make sure that your product is not too heavy. There's no feature creep. Yeah. And I was talking to another great founder a couple of weeks ago, and she said that every four to six months, they go through the product and they actually actively take out some of the features which are not being used that, you know, that much anymore. I thought that was so great. And then you're doing something very similar, very similar where you just don't build those, you don't build too many features that you get too heavy. Um, how do you manage that? Sometimes we do that. Uh, we already removed features uh, that, were not perf- perfect enough or uh, that well, that were only used by uh, by uh, 20 people mm-hmm. so uh, we we just remove uh, the feature in, in that case and uh, nobody complains about it mm-hmm. um, and yeah one time we removed a feature because it wasn't as perfect as we wanted uh, to to make it Mm-hmm. So we removed the feature first, and uh, six months later, uh, we completely rebuilt the feature from, from scratch. Uh, but what we do usually is, as we are uh, the first uh, users of CRISP, because we use CRISP every day, uh, we, re- we really know every day uh, what, uh, what is missing in the product, so when we really felt that, okay, uh, for our own use, we will need that, mm-hmm. we implement that. And uh, usually it's always uh, a, a great success because as, as we, we use the product every day, we really know uh, what's going on and how to use it and uh, what could be implemented. Great. Have you ever not built a feature where you were getting a lot of requests from the customers, but you decided not to? Uh, yes, sometimes it um, could happen. Uh, for instance, people, uh, people always uh, request more features. Always. For instance, we released on CRISP uh, a new analytics uh, feature uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked a lot on this feature, on this analytics feature. And uh, our users were happy about that. But we started to have customers 
requesting even more uh, features in this analytic stuff. And we told, we told them, okay, no, we won't do that because Crisp will never compete with products like uh, Google Analytics or mm. Panel, etc. We are not an analytics platform. We can mm. do analytics so you can let you analyze all your conversions, um, customer support, effectiveness, etc. But we won't uh, compete with Mixpanel, etc. So if you want to have informations about uh, how many people can see this specific uh, web page, just use Google Analytics. It's a very good solution to do that. So we have people uh, requesting some kind of features, but mm -hmm. in our opinion, it doesn't make sense. Great. But Baptiste, um, one last question. Uh, I know you're very young and you built a great company. Like I said, I'm a customer myself. Um, imagine someone's listening to this and they think, okay, I need to build a business or they're in the process of building a business. What uh, advice would you give them? Uh, I think that uh, doing a company where, uh, when you're young is super good because uh, you're lacking experience. Mm -hmm. And usually we think that experience is good to make a company. But mm -hmm. I think it's not because where you want to create something new, uh, especially in a competitive market, being new and ha having a fresh mind is, uh, is a great asset. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it, it, it's why uh, Chris had this success. It's because we, I didn't even know what was a SaaS software. Like when we started Chris, I, I didn't know uh, some of our competitors, I didn't know what what was the acronym for SAS, uh, etc. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to make a very good uh, chat software, and we had a lot of uh, companies using this software. And uh, yeah, when you are young, uh, you don't need money because you don't have any wife, kids, house, uh, etc all those fancy stuff. You don't have that. So uh, you are just free, uh, free to, uh, to succeed, free to fail, and you mm -hmm. can easily create some uh, new stuff. Uh, and I think that uh, nowadays, students really should uh, do companies. Mm -hmm. uh, because so imagine, imagine a young person... You imagine a young person starts their company, what's the first thing you would tell them to do? Uh, so I know what they should not do. So what they should not do is raising money uh, because uh, it's not needed immediately. I, you can do a company without raising money. Uh, you shouldn't uh, incorporate your company immediately as well. Mm -hmm. It's with us uh, at the beginning. I mean, you can you can sell your product to for uh, like a thousand dollars a mirror. Nobody cares uh, if you don't pay your tax. Like nobody. So no bank, uh, no corporation, 
uh, no funding, like no VCs. And but what they should do is just building a product and just focus on just doing the best product uh, as they as they can. Uh, you don't care about what framework should I use? Should I use uh, React.js, AngularJS, Vue.js? We don't care about. Uh, should I use Amazon? Should I use uh, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud Platform? We don't care about that. Uh, many, uh, many young persons are um, spending a lot of time uh, by doing that, uh, choosing mm-hmm. the framework, the infrastructure, etc. What really cares when you do something new is just the product and just work the best as you can on the product, just the product. And then you can find a name, you can like uh, build a website, uh, etc. But yeah, do the product first. And yeah, for instance... I think one thing... Uh, one thing- yeah, the, the last advice is, for instance, when you do a software to, to get um, for more time, many many young people start doing a, a, a SaaS product by doing the sign-up and the login. You don't need that. Just do the mm-hmm. product immediately and then do the sign-up and then do the login. You, you, will, you will have way more time uh, by doing the product immediately without doing the rest. Yeah, I think one thing you missed, which you did yourself, uh, is focus on the product, building it, and talking to the customers as well. So yeah, don't yeah, just yeah, stick yeah. in the background and work on the product, just talk to the customer. In my opinion, uh, rather than talking to people like immediately, like take some time to, to have a very good product. And once uh, you're uh, confident enough to uh, release it as an alpha or beta, mm-hmm. do it. But it's right. important to have the minimum low-level product and uh, just okay. not a, a minimum shit, uh, shitty um, software. Great. Baptiste, thank you very much. Thank you for coming on the show and uh, I hope to see you again and good luck for the thank future. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.